Hi, Tayere Kinderlech. <clears throat> Today is Yud Gimel Tamuz. It's a Yomtev. The Friyidiki Rebbe came out of prison. And we're all celebrating. It's a very happy day. The Friyidiki Rebbe went on Mesiras Nefesh. You guys know what Mesiras Nefesh means? He put his life in danger. He was almost, he almost died. They almost killed him because he taught children Torah. He made sure that all the Hasidim teach children Torah, even though the Russian government didn't like it. And he did this, but he was very brave. But because of him, now you can learn Torah, and I can learn Torah, and we have schools and cheders all over the world, because the Friedrich Rebbe fought. He was fighting against these evil Russians who didn't want Jewish children to learn Torah. Now... <coughs> The previous Rebbe had a story where he was actually involved in a very dangerous mission, in a very dangerous work to save the Jewish people from a very bad thing that the government was planning to do against the Jewish people. What was the story? This was way before the story of Yud Beis, Yud Gimel Tamas, when the previous Rebbe was a young man his father, the Rebbe Rashab, was still alive. He was the Rebbe. <coughs> now, the Tsar of Russia, the Tsar is the king, the last Tsar of Russia was a very stupid man. Very stupid. He drank mashka a whole day. He was drunk all the time. He couldn't run the country. When you're a king, you're supposed to run the country, make laws, make sure that everybody is happy and everything goes well and nobody does bad things. You're the king, right? But when you're drunk a whole day, you can't, you know, look after the country. You can't, you know, run the country. You should go stay in your room a whole day. But who's going to run the country if you're the king? So who ran the country? You know who? Another Russian person. He was a minister, minister, very important man in the government. And the Tsar says, listen, I'm going to drink a whole day, mashke, and I'm going to be drunk and stupid a whole day. You can run the country for me. So he would run the country for the Tsar. But he was a very, very, very big anti-Semite. He didn't, you know what anti-Semite means? He didn't like Jews. He hated Jews. And not just hated Jews, he like really, really couldn't stand the Jewish people. And that was very dangerous for the Jews that he was given all the power. The Tsar told him, you can run the country for me. If you need me to sign something, you just decide if we should do this or not. And I will sign and say, yeah, let's do it. You need my signature, I will sign it. But you will make all the decisions. And that was very bad for the Jews. And he decided, indeed, let's call him Ivan, this, this, this powerful minister, right? This powerful minister, Ivan, he was a mean guy. And he one day decided to actually make a law, a new law that doesn't allow the Jewish people to do mitzvahs the way they always did. And especially, they can't teach their children Torah the way they always taught, the way we learned from Moshe Rabbeinu. The way we learned from uh, Har Sinai. On Har Sinai, when Hashem gave us the Torah, He taught us how to teach Torah to the children. Comets Alav Or, Comets Beis Bo. Teaching Torah in a very helical way, in a holy way. 
But they wanted to change this. The Russian government wanted to change that. It says Jews have to be like the Goyim. And they, the Goyim, were going to tell us how to teach our children. And that was terrible, very bad. So they were very afraid. The Rebbe Hashab told the Friedrich Rebbe, called over his son, who was a young man. He says, I want you to go to Petersburg. Petersburg is the capital of Russia. And you better find a way that this law does not become law, that they don't approve it. They don't make it a law because this would be terrible for the Jewish people. If they're going to tell us, Jews, how to teach Torah to our children, that would be terrible. We need to listen to Moshe Rabbeinu. We need to listen to Hashem. We need to listen to the Tzaddikim. We need to listen to the Rebbes, the Rabbeim. They know what Hashem wants, not the Goyim. The Goyim should tell us what Hashem wants or what they want. We shouldn't listen to them. <clears throat> so the previous Rebbe asked his father, and how long should I try? I mean, this is a very difficult mission. To... So the Friedrich Rebbe asked his father, how long should I try? What if I can't do it and I try and try and try? How long should I try? How long should I stay in Petersburg before I give up? And the Rebbe, the father, said to him, you stay there till... Mesiras Nefesh. Wow. You know what that means? He said, you stay in Petersburg until your life is in danger. And even if your life is in danger, you continue to work. Even though, chas v'shalem, you might die because you tried so hard to change the law against the Jewish people. So the Friedrich Rebbe says, was very shocked. Wow, I should give up my life even for this? That means I should try so hard that even if I get killed because I'm changing the law, even then I should still try? Well, you know that the Jewish people are not supposed to die to do mitzvahs only for three things. Only three averes that a Jew may not do at all, even if a guy wants to kill him. You can't worship an idol. Worship an other, uh, other gods, gechkes. You're not supposed to. And even if a guy says to a Jew, I'm going to kill you if you don't worship this, the Jew should not worship the gechkes, should not worship the idols. Or if somebody says to a Jew, go kill this person, kill this person. If you don't kill him, I will kill you. Are you allowed to do that? No. But all the raveres, if your life is in danger, then you, you don't do the, the mitzvah. You don't have to do the mitzvah. You have to save your life. Let's say somebody's very sick and on Yom Kippur and they can't fast on Yom Kippur because they're going to die if they fast. Then you're not supposed to fast. You're supposed to preserve your life. <clears throat> or if a woman is giving birth to a baby and she has to go to the hospital on Shabbos because the baby's coming out and can be very dangerous if she's not in the hospital, then you're allowed to drive on Shabbos. So the Friedrich Rebbe thought to himself, my father says I should try and try and try to change this law from, from the government even if it means that I'm going to have to give up my life, even if chas v'shalem, I'm in danger, I should still continue to try? Wow, it must be very, very important then. So he traveled to Petersburg, And when he came to Petersburg, Petersburg is the capital, where the king's palace was and all the big important ministers lived, 
all the offices of the great important people from the government had their office in the buildings in Petersburg. It was the most, the biggest city, the most important city in all of Russia. The Friedrich came to Petersburg and he started looking around and asking people questions. Where is the office of this minister? This very, very important minister that he makes all the decisions of the law and where is his office? Now he, this minister, as I told you before, was a very mean person and he didn't like Jewish people and he's the one who tried to make this law against the Jews that they can't do certain things. They're not allowed to teach Torah to the children the way they always teach. They're not allowed to do certain mitzvahs the way they do. He's going to change the Torah, chas <clears throat> How he wants to know. The Friedrich wanted to know, where's his office? I have to go to his office. So somebody showed him the building. This is the building. You see the building not far from the palace of the Tsar? That building, his office is on the second floor. The previous Rebbe went straight there. But to go there, the guard by the door, you know, by the door there were guards, soldiers, and say, hey, you can't come in unless you have a permit. You have to have special permission to come into this special building. This is a very important building. All the most important people from the government uh, have their offices here. You can't just go in. Not anybody can come in like that. Do you have a, a paper that shows that you have the right and permission to go in to see uh, uh, one of the ministers? And the Fidikab says, no, I don't. Okay, I'll find one. I'll get one. He found out that this very important minister, right, that the government, that the czar appointed to run the country, he has a person who is a professor. Professor means he's like a very smart man that teaches people ideas. And he is the teacher of this minister. And you heard that this professor is not a bad guy. He's not so bad. He doesn't, he doesn't hate the Jewish people so much. So the Friedrich made an appointment with him. That means he went to meet him. He went to his house. And he said to him, listen, I would love to meet your student, this minister, this very important minister that runs the country. I'd like to meet him. How can I meet him? I know you're his teacher and he likes you. And he answered, you know what? I have a piece of paper because I'm his teacher and he loves me. If anybody has this piece of paper in his hands, you can get into the building. They'll let you right through. I'm willing to loan you, to give you as a loan. You can borrow it from me. Take this piece of paper. And when you show this paper to the guards, they'll let you in. But I want you to know if they catch you and they find out that I gave you this paper, which I'm not supposed to, you know what's going to happen? They're going to kill me and kill you. Because it's a very bad thing to do in the government. To go in and to lie and say that you have a piece of paper. This is not your paper, it's my paper. But I'm giving it to you. So be careful, don't get caught. And so, the previous rabbi took the paper, went to that very special building, and when the guard asked him, do you have a permission to come in here? He showed that piece of paper. And when they saw the paper, they said, oh, okay, you can go through. <coughs> and he went straight to the second floor. 
<coughs> now he was dangerous because Friedrich Rebbe looked like a real Yid with a beard and payers and a hat. <coughs> and they didn't like Jewish people there. They didn't like, but he went anyways. And then he asked one of the people that were walking through the hallway, tell me, where's the office of this and this minister? He said, the minister's name, the person who is in charge of the country, who was going to make this law against the Jewish people. And this person said, oh, his office is right there. You see that door over there? You go down the hallway, and there is his office. The Friedrich looks at the door. Now, it was very dangerous to even ask someone where the office is, because, hey, who are you? You're, you're just a Jew. You're coming here. What are you doing here? We don't like Jewish people here. But he did this anyways, even though it was dangerous. And <clears throat> the guy told him where to go. He went there. And as he's getting closer to the door, somebody walks out of the office, that same office that he wanted to go to, and the person comes out and walks the other direction and goes away. Apparently, this was the minister himself. He walked out of his office for, for a little while. He had to go somewhere. So the Friedrich saw this. So he opened the door of the office without permission. And there was no one in the office because the minister just left. Walked in <clears throat> and looked at the desk. He saw a pile of papers, all types of laws that the minister was going to ask the government to sign <clears throat> and make a law. And one of them on top of the page, he found the law against the Jewish people that the Jewish people cannot teach Torah to their children the way they do, they teach, and they're not supposed to do certain things, certain mitzvahs the way they do. And he took a stamp. The stamp said that this law is not approved. It will not happen. There were two piles of papers. One pile was all the laws that is approved and is going to be uh, signed by the czar, and then it's going to become law. And then there were papers that was officially not going to be approved. The other ministers didn't agree with that. So the Friedrich Rebbe took the paper that had this law against the Jewish people, put a stamp that says, no, it's not approved. We're not going to do this. We're not going to tell the Jewish people how to teach Torah to their children. We're going to let them do it the way they always did it, in the holy way, in the special way, the way Hashem told them at Har Sinai, the way Moshe Rabbein and all the Rebbes and Tzadikim have been telling us to do it. And so that piece of paper, Friedrich Rebbe quickly put on the side, on the pile of all the laws that was not approved, <clears throat> and that's it. He disappeared. He quickly walked out of the office. He was so lucky that the minister didn't come in. Shortly after he left the office and left the building, the minister came back into his office and didn't notice anything. He didn't realize what had happened. Had the previous Rebbe been caught in that office, if that minister had come in, in the middle, while the Friedrich Rebbe is stamping the papers without permission, you know what would have happened? I can't even tell you. He would have been put in prison, and much worse. They would have killed him. He went on Messias Nefesh. He, 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 was, he, he, was, he, he became, he did something very dangerous, but he saved the Jewish people. When he came back to Lubavitch, he said to his father, the mission was accomplished 
And yes, I did it a great danger to my life, but Hashem saved me and I was able to fulfill my mission. Now many Hasidim <coughs> who heard how the, free, the Rebbe Rashab is sending his only son. You know, the Friedrich Rebbe was the only son of the Rebbe Rashab. He's the only child. And he sends him on such dangerous missions. You know, Chas Shalom, if the Friedrich Rebbe would be killed by the government because he did something so terrible, we wouldn't have the previous Rebbe. How could a father, you know, a father loves his children, especially if it's an only child. You know, the love of a father to an only child. If you don't have any children, you have only one child, then you love him even more, right? How could the Rebbe Rashab do this to his only child? Send him on such a dangerous mission? But the Rebbe Rashab said, you need Mesiris Nefesh. When the Goyim is trying to uh, stop us from doing Torah mitzvahs, and they put us in danger, then we need to show courage and be brave and not to listen. And the same thing with the Yetzirah. We're not supposed to listen to Yetzirah. We're supposed to tell the Yetzirah, go away, and not to be afraid. And then Hashem blesses us that we are successful.